Welcome to the Liberty Experts Podcast, where all your liberty questions are answered, discussed, and debated by experts. Now, here are your liberty experts, Tim Moen and David Birnbaum. Tim Mothman Moen, how's it going? Yeah, it's going good, David. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're I'm down in Texas, Texas right now. now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Austin, is it still uh, is it still Canadian weather down there or what? Still Canadian weather um, and third world infrastructure problems apparently, but Shit. I've not been affected by it. No power outages. I've not warm. had any power outages. I've not had any issues with like pipes bursting. Some parts of Austin are supposed to be boiling their water. I might be supposed to do, I might, I maybe I'm supposed to be doing that because there's like some of the chemical pipes have frozen. So the water treatment isn't working properly. Um, But other than that, I've been, I've been unaffected, which is good. Other than I can't walk around because I don't have boots here and my feet get cold. Oh, geez. But, uh, how I are you? just got to move fast. Oh, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I'm on day like 42 of uh, 75 hard, uh, two a day workouts, strict diet, all that sort of thing. So feeling good, man. I'm down, you know, for the first probably uh, three or four weeks. Actually, uh, basically up until this week, I was dragging in terms of my energy levels and uh, feels like a switch has flipped now and I've got a lot more energy and um and yeah, it feels good. I'm down about 10 pounds and feeling like a lean, mean uh, energy. I got more focus when it comes to getting stuff done. So yeah, I think it's, uh, it's paying off. So today you wanted to talk about cancel culture skewing left, which I find yeah. fascinating. I find an interesting topic sort of generally. I encourage people to go back and check out our live stream on cancel culture as such. We talked about sort of the, the, the biggest canceling issues right now. Um, but why don't you talk about your framing, uh, and why you think it like, why you even does it skew left? I don't know. So why don't you, uh, enlighten me? Yeah. Well, I think a more accurate thing to say is that cancel sculpture culture skews authoritarian, right. And I'm, you know, back in the eighties and nineties, it was the religious right, uh, that really had a, had a monopoly on cancel culture. They, um, you know, every president had to give a nod to kind of the authoritarian soul cons and they were constantly trying to ban things on TV and media and, and censor things. And, you know, and, and so that's, that was then. And and now of course we have this uh, cult of wokeism, which is just another form of ex- religious fundamentalism or extremism. You can't um, say anything outside of the cathedrals, narrative their narrow <laughs> confines and um or or you're canceled right and and I, I think it's important to note that right off the top that we're neither david or i would ever say that the government government needs to interfere here in, on cancel culture in fact libertarians we want cancel culture i mean we, we want to be able to cancel someone or exclude someone from our body and our property for whatever reason we want whatever stupid reason we want and so there's you know we're, we're definitely not saying government needs to get involved here because cancel culture is stupid 
but we're allowed to also allowed to say that cancel culture is stupid, um, especially when it's this way. And and so what we want eventually is a culture or a world that cancels people because they're statist, uh, not because they are, um, you, you know, uh, saying something that is offensive to statism. Um and so that, that's the first thing I want to say. So, but I think it's important because I've had a lot of people comment because I've, I've had a few comments about cancel culture. And of course I get the libertarians on there. Like first we had Gina Carano who, who was canceled for uh, saying something somewhat hyperbolic comparing the plight of conservatives to the plight of Jews during the Holocaust. And yeah, it was kind of a dumb thing she said. And, you know, she's not a great actress anyways, but she was a badass in that role. She's a believable badass because she's a ex-UFC fighter or ex-MMA fighter. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of a fan. So I, I thought it was dumb. Um, but it, it is curious that she got canceled and not um, her left-wing co-stars who also tweeted stuff comparing uh, the plight of their people versus the Jews and, and, and actually quite a violent treat tweet by one of the producers that had um, MAGA kids going headfirst through a wood chipper. Uh, I mean, that's stuff I wouldn't blame Disney for firing those people over those tweets either necessarily. You know, it's not something you necessarily want your the focus of your corporation or, or business to be on what your employees kind of political focus is or whatever. Um, so, you know, the but but here's the thing. Uh, I think libertarians are missing the boat here if they're not at least curious as to why it is that some what the, the interplay between the state and um, and cancel culture that they should ask questions like, OK, why is it that um, wokeism is currently in the in, in driving cancel culture and does big government have anything to do with that? And I think you'd be. Uh, silly if you didn't see the connection between big government and this cancel culture. And the way it works is this um, propaganda and the narrative, the establishment narrative that comes out always supports state power, coercive power. This has been true throughout history. I mean, if you look at a totalitarian uh, regime where the state completely controls the media, of course, it's obvious to see how the state um uh, drives the cultural narrative, right? I mean, everything that the state puts out reinforces the state power. And and um, it's a little bit trickier to see in our society because we have a relatively free media, but the incentives are all there for the media to want to prop up the state, right? Because the media gets all sorts of subsidies from the state. It gets all sorts of crony capitalist or corporatist favors from the state in terms of regulatory barriers that prevent competition. Um, even social media, especially tech giants, you know, Google, um, Facebook, Twitter, all these companies have to play in the state sandbox. And so they want to appease the state. They want to support the state. They even want to prop the state up in terms of lobbying and that sort of thing, because the state gives them all sorts of privileges that the rest of us don't get. And it crushes the competition. Of course, uh, whatever serves state power is what um, is going to be prevalent in corporate culture. I'd like to get your thoughts on that. So I, I have, I think, three thoughts that I don't think you're hitting the essential point. I understand the connection between 
state power and the big corporate interests, but that doesn't seem to be the motivating factor between cancel culture because for, for Disney, for example, for many of these companies, as much money and support and they get from the government and as much fear as they have of the government, they still get more money from their clients, from their customers. And I think right now there's more fear of the, the Twitter mob than the government, right? Like when, when Disney is canceling this chick, I don't remember her name, um, when, when they're canceling her and when a lot of the cancel stuff happens, it's more so the fear of the mob, right? And so I've, I view it more so as the, the real sort of root of it is the statist education system, right? The same way 30 years ago, 40 years ago, people went to Catholic school and then they just knew Catholicism. And so that's all they perpetuated. And if someone was a heathen, they needed to be canceled, right? I was raised in a public school. I took for granted that good people are socialists. Like that's what I thought until I was 24 or 25. And so God forbid someone is allowed to be an evil person, right? If anyone is evil, we need to cancel them. And so we have to pull it down. And I think that's sort of been the interesting shift in cancel culture from both when it was primarily right-wing or conservatives to now being the left-wing cancel culture as like who's driving it. It is still authoritarianism on one side versus right. the other, but that shift has yeah, happened. Yeah, but, but my, this analysis still holds at all levels, whether you're talking about public schools or the media, why does it serve state power? Why is it that the mob goes after, um, uh, you know, small government or right-wing uh narratives and reinforces state power and and you're right in it's partly due to the fact that it's in public education public education obviously serves the state that's what it was brought in to do but, no no but it's the 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 cancel culture is driven by the population because they think it's what's moral right so sure. i the the root is it's connected to the statism but in terms of what's the real driving force it's like, this is why pure democracy doesn't work, why it wouldn't be good, because you end up murdering Socrates, right? Like, right. It, so it's pe the people have been brainwashed to think what they're doing is good. And then, you know, Disney, they have to sell to these people, right? They don't know if there's other customers, yes. they don't know, right? So I, in terms of the essence of what's happening, I think it's more that relationship, in my view. Right. Well, I, th I think that's basically what I said, isn't how, how is that different than what I said? No. So what you said was outlining more so the direct link between the corporations who are canceling their customer, uh, oh, their, yeah, yeah. their employees and stuff, their sort of relationship with the state. But it's no, it's with gotcha, the public, gotcha. right? It's, it's the right. relationship with the public. So it's like this trifecta that mm. it's more complex. But I think the essence of the cancel culture right now, it's more so like this for what you put forward, that would be like, oh, Disney canceled uh, this this person from the Mandalorian because they're somehow worried about state repercussions or losing funding or uh, getting right. uh, um, new regulations on them. That's what's going on with potentially with Facebook and like, you know, mass canceling yeah. of people. But that's not the case for like this chick. This is just the right, masses right. are, you know, woke little no, you're, you're you're right there. You're you're right. Uh, I mean, I think there's something to be said. I think there is some pressure from the state as well, or or 
they, they feel the need because let's face it, culture also drives the state. And so the state wants what the woke culture wants as well. Yeah. Um, and it wants that because it grows state power, but it's really, really obvious when it comes to China, right. And, and these big tech companies and Disney, uh, you know, sanitizing right, yeah. everything for the Chinese market and, and and letting the government of China basically dictate what can and can't be in their content and in their movies. And the NBA is another example of, yeah. you know, they're, they're not allowed to criticize anything in China and uh, they have to right support in- the regime there if they want to do business there. And so that's one example, but you're right. The, the woke culture um, is, is what I think most corporations are really afraid of because <clears throat> look, it's very easy to, go in hard on a corporation on one of these woke talking points and really do some damage. Um, and, and it's, it, 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 there's no real payoff to defending themselves from it. Right. So they just want to get rid of that risk altogether. Well, there's no, I would clarify, there's no short term payoff. I think long no term short, yeah. there will be right. Like I, I do. And I suppose I almost have to believe that or else I wouldn't want to live in the world. Right. Like, yeah. like they, these people have no integrity. They have no values. They have no principles. That, that because they're firing this lady right. for this reason, right? Um, and so it seems like they have to for the short-term payoff. But I also, yeah. it, like anyone who waits the one month until the mob is mad about something else, they just continue with their lives, right? Basically, sure. like Disney's not at risk of, and and I also think we've talked before about how like these companies don't have any real idea of who, like Twitter and, and social media shit storms that's the only real sense they have of the public view, right? Um, but it would be interesting, like, okay, they may as well, like what's one actress to them, right? It's gonna protect their bottom line. But how many people, how many parents who wanna show their kids Pixar movies are actually gonna cancel uh, their subscription to Disney Plus? None, almost, right? Like it's, it's, right. it's a totally different segment but it's the, it's the vocal one, which is the other thing I think is really interesting. It's both, this is sort of the essence of the social media phenomenon, which is so cool, is that cancel culture has always existed, but right now it's a little louder, but it's also more transparent than ever before, right? We can see That's the canceling point. happening in real time, whereas when it was the rig- religious conservatives working behind the scenes to not let uh, you know, this show on the air, we didn't know about it, right? right. Uh, like, and you could just sort of hear in the background of it happening. Um, but now it's like you see it in real time, which is really interesting, which means we can talk about it more properly. But when it used to just be buried and like, you know, this Catholic priest message, this guy who knew this dude, and then the show didn't get made or whatever. I don't yeah, know if yeah. that's actually how it works. Yeah. But like, it's such a different contrast, but it's also magnified the issue. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, so my article was going to talk about the corporate power structure and how that, uh, you know, that that there's kind of this symbiotic relationship between big corporations and the state, um, primarily because government is unrestrained in this article. But maybe what I should do is focus on what's happening at the individual level, at the psychological level. Like, what are what is the incentive for uh, me to be to play the victim and and be outraged and oppressed and uh, go after you know, pick up a pitchfork and a torch and go after Gina Carano or, or uh, Chris Harrison from The Bachelor was the latest victim, which was that one was utterly ridiculous that he's, you know, and his apology yeah. was just 
a huge mistake. He he had this simpering apology of, I promise to be better. And I can't, uh, you know, the damage I've done is like unbelievable to the, and I need to get educated on this. He just totally bent the knee and he did nothing wrong, nothing to apologize yeah. for. He said, let's be kinder to people. Let's give them a shadow of a doubt. Let's at least hear them speak before we cast stones at them and he got crucified and then he apologized and now i mean as if you could ever appease the woke mob yeah. now he's basically ruined his career because as soon as you apologize to these people you're done yeah. um but uh you know so so what would your suggestion be to me then to talk about what's the connection here what's the payoff at an individual level to engage in this because i think the moralizing actually is ex post facto like your incentive is to play the victim to be outraged to to portray yourself as a champion and then afterwards yeah, then you, you kind good. of justify that yeah it's it's because then you get to feel good right you're the defenders of the downtrodden. You're a hero in your parents' basement, right? Like that's sort of why people do it, I think. They honestly think, or some of them honestly, some of them dishonestly, um, think that, you know, this, it, how could someone dare do this? And, you know, there's some, uh, some Jew in somewhere who's so triggered by this that they, they'll never recover. And I need to protect that Jew. And like, look at me tweeting for victory or whatever right, it right. is. Right. But because they've been taught that this is the essence of how to be a good person. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'll have to think about this. You've made me rethink my article here. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I was actually reading, uh, I bought uh Noam Chomsky's book, Manufacturing Dissent, because I think he's got some interesting things to say in there about how uh, the corporate media is incentivized to support uh, the state and to man essentially manufacture yeah. consent for the state, right? To, to get people to beg the state to jackboot them, right? And, and we mm -hmm. see this very clearly right now with COVID. I, I mean, um, the media produces all sorts of hobgoblins and and then uh, you know the state capitalizes on that by by grasping power and saying we'll fix this, and uh, yeah. you know the two interplay on each other. Media corporations grow as the state power grows um, well, and, because and yeah. Now it's like the worst is because the 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 vocal public with a platform is also on board now, right? right. Whereas before that, like there's like almost like there's three major players. And there, there was always one dissenter, right? Like yeah. for some reason, one would disagree with the other two. But right now, they're all on the same page, which is why we're just like full steam ahead over the cliff, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I, th I like what you said earlier about, um, you know, there, there's got to be a long-term payoff to be a little bit more rational um, in terms of, of how we set our policies in our companies, how we play the long game rather than the short game. I mean, these, these big media companies are traded publicly, right. And, and there are certain incentives and pressures there. They, they look at the short term, like the quarterly or annual returns. Um, no one's invested in these companies really over the long haul. Well, and, and that's directly related to statism, right? Because yeah. there's so, there's so little security in terms of any long-term investment because we don't know what the state could do to totally right 
like change our industry, regulate us. So there's no such thing as a 10 year investment because who the hell knows what's going to happen five years from now? What president could come in and totally destroy everything? So it's all just about short term reward. And so that same incentive that the corporations have and the investors have is the same thing that in terms of how they view the public uh, interactions, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, we need to solve this problem right now. There's no such thing as growing a reliable user base over five years or whatever, right? Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, you know, part of the problem with statism is that you're right, any regulation or law or turning on the printing press at the central bank or any of these, all these things make uh, make it very unpredictable in the marketplace to know exactly how your investment's going to turn out. Like one tiny regulation can ruin your company's value or change change how you have to do business or, you know, um, and so, yeah, you're, you're constantly in the state of like, I need to focus on short-term games rather than look at the long, long play of investment here. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's something I think, you know, those of us who are fighting state power need to look at, is there a way that we can, um, think long-term, invest long-term, knowing what we know about the macroeconomic view of the world, knowing what we know about state power, can we find something that has a moat around it from the state, like protection from all these regulations and whims from the state and build, play the long game and build something of real value? Um, that is an interesting question. I think that's something you're thinking quite a bit about with your business and um, you got my wheels turning too. So um yeah. Any, any last thoughts in how we combat this crazy cancel culture? Um, you go to btimedia.me slash support and you support the Liberty experts because we're the ones uh, making waves and making changes in the long term. It's a long term investment. But in terms of actually, I honestly think what I've said multiple times to everyone I talk to more rational people need to start talking rationally online. That's it. That's the root cause. That's the root solution. Everyone here should get on TikTok, should get on Twitter and have rational conversations. But it's like, if you're the first, then you'll just get screamed down by the Twitter mob, right? So we need, right. like, there needs to be sort of an influx of, because, and right now, what is the counter? The counter to the, the, the left-wing mob on Twitter is going to be the right-wing mob on Parler or whatever, right? Like we need yeah. just like, we need to start having an online public rational discussion, which is, you know, that's what we're trying to build here generally. And so whatever way people can support this or create their own content or tweet more or go on TikTok, like that's what it takes right now. It's, it's sort of the battle of ideas in real time online. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, look, I think you're right. There is a connection between the way we show up on like social media and our conversations and, and the way we run our own platforms, right? Like, I mean, the, the, the temptation is constantly there to say something outrageous or like to, to spark outrage because we know that'll drive traffic to our site, right? And uh, everyone faces this. And so, you know, the, the, the giant media corporations, aren't under any unique pressure from that 
perspective, yes, CNN and Fox do all sorts of crazy clickbaity headlines and, and exaggerations, but so does the average YouTube or social media commentator. Mm. And so the way we can lead here is to, like you say, have more rational discussions. And that's what we try to do here at the Liberty Experts. So uh, click the link below in, in the, in the uh, show notes and, uh, you know, support, uh, support us a little bit. Thanks, it's a Tim. long-term investment, folks. Thank you.